Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Overdue where we document people writing a great story. Today we have with us fellow freshman, Casper Opala, and I'm looking at the board to my left and I'm seeing a lot of big numbers. Currently he has 1.5 mil across all social media platforms, 483k on Instagram, he grew from 0 to 900k in a year, and he is currently partnered with Robinhood, Morning Brew, and Ray Dalio's principals. Yeah, just to get started Casper, we're going to ask you this like simple icebreaker question. So. Let's say it's a summer night, we're coming up to summer, we're getting out of school, let's say like June night, nice night, you, you, you're alone in the car, windows down, sunroof open, what's your go-to song? First Ooh, song on the playlist. That's a great question. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Spanish music over the oh. last few years, so I think we would have to go with Moscow Mule by Bad Bunny. That's, that's, inc a, that's an amazing pair. Incredibly valid. Yeah. We had La Santa going on in here a little earlier. So we just mentioned all these numbers, these big numbers, right? But I want to talk a little bit about how you grew up, right? So I think the best best place to start would be that zero to nine hundred k. How was that process like? Did like someone inspire you? And then from there, what maybe we'll we'll get into tactics and strategies a little later. But how how was that process? Yeah, of course. So the zero to nine hundred k was with my personal brand, Casper Capital. Um, before I started that, I had about three four years of experience growing social media accounts on YouTube, Instagram, and I've attempted TikTok a few times, but that was no more than just like two videos that didn't blow up. Um, so how I got started growing the personal brand from where now, I'm shocked at, at the numbers. It's, it's unimaginable, but um, I'm really grateful for this opportunity and ability to reach so many people. But the way it started is I was inspired by a friend of a friend so I used to do Instagram, and back in high school, I had a, a buddy in high school. His name was, let's just call him Bob. Uh, I don't know if he wants his name dropped, yeah, but yeah. actually he wants his name dropped. It was Chris, <laughs> right? So Chris, um, he used to do TikTok. He had like 100,000 followers, and he made like simple stock trading videos. And he, he lets me know one day at the lunch table, you know, we're sitting. He's like, oh, I have a friend coming over to town. He has 700,000 on TikTok. Do you want to hang out with us? We're going to be making some videos, whatever. I thought you could maybe meet him. And I was like, of course I'm down. I'm always down to meet new people, right? And so we hung out that day. I met this this guy. Let's just call him Jake, because this guy maybe doesn't want to be familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jake is an incredible guy. Um, super inspirational, like super positive, bubbly personality. And he started showing me the types of numbers he's doing with like followers, how quickly he's grown. Um, to eventually dropping out of college, a very good university, to pursue TikTok full-time. And once I saw like the progress that he's been able to make within just the span of like a year, I was blown away. And he told me one thing, one thing only was TikTok POV video. <laughs> These are some examples, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's do it, right? Um, and I'm the type of person where if I have an idea and I like the idea and I see an opportunity, I do it. I don't think about it. If there's something, I just go 100% at it right away. So that same day that I met him, I sent him over a draft of a video. He was like, okay, cut this up, make these clips a little bit shorter. Posted the first video, 50,000 views on TikTok. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Second video, the next day, 50,000 views. Wow. Third video got like 120,000 views. 
Next video got like 50,000 views. I was like, this is incredible. There's no way just like a fresh account. Because I was used to Instagram back in the day where it would take you so much time to build up momentum. Well, on TikTok, you could blow up right off the first video. So my sixth, I think it was my sixth or seventh video ends up blowing up and going semi-viral. Oh, let's call it viral. Got like 2 million views. <laughs> semi-viral, semi yeah, bro. <laughs> 2 million and views. And that video brought me about like... 75,000 followers and that was three weeks into making videos so nice. within three weeks I was able to grow 75 80,000 followers and to me that was like once you see that instant success you just want to keep going yeah so from there it was like a pretty slow build up to 100k where it took me another five weeks to get to 100,000 followers slow build up to 100 okay I'm sorry I'm sorry keep yeah, going yeah, yeah. keep going but, um, and then we got to 150, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, right now, the ins the TikTok is sitting at 435,000. And see, that's what I would only have if I hadn't had the previous knowledge that I had doing Instagram uh, for the past four or five years already. Mm -hmm. So I started posting, reposting those same videos onto Instagram about in June, so like two months after I started, two, three months after. And it was a little bit slower growing, but out of nowhere, the account just blows up and I'm gaining like 5, 10, 15, 20,000 followers in a day. And I was able to blow up and get to like 100k on Instagram like way faster than I expected. And that was all just implementing the strategies and the, the things that I've learned doing Instagram for the past few years to the point where now the Instagram is sitting pretty and has even more followers than the TikTok account does. Yeah, that dude, that's, that's awesome. That's like, there's so much to break down in there. Just one thing I wanted to say really quick about it was I loved how you learn from other people. And another thing that just for knowing you for how long I have, um, it really shows like you deserve these numbers because not only did you learn from them, no, you, you do. You, you not only learn from them, but when me and like a third were like coming to you for like some advice on the final trajectory, like you were like so happy to like give advice. And like it was genuine, it was good stuff. It was like probably your best stuff, which was, like, we were so appreciative of it, and I know that you would do that for anyone, and I've seen you do it all the time. So that was just something, like, you deserve it, and that's awesome that you paid that, pay that due back. Yeah, so no, for me, it's totally about paying it forward. Like, I would not be able to do it without Jake. Um, he was amazing. He helped me out throughout the entire process. Like, even communicating with brands and emails, I was like, I don't even know where to start. He's like, okay, let me draft you up an email. Like, this is how it should look like. This is a good idea could not have done it without the support of others. So for me, it's just passing it forward and paying it forward to those who are coming after me. Yeah, I really like what you said about like paying it forward. That's like something that we've talked a lot about and like we've talked to other people a lot about. It's just, we're taking so much, just trying to give, like also once we're older and like once we're grown, we want to like give back to other people who are trying to start things. And it's just, it's just an awesome thing to witness. One thing I want to ask you about is like, like you said, you grew your account, it got bigger and bigger. And then now you have a couple partnerships going. Can you like kind of take us through like how how those partnerships kind of like formed? Yeah. So the majority of partnerships, at least on TikTok and Instagram, are brands reaching out to you via email. So you have an email in your bio, mm -hmm. and then I check my email every day. Sometimes I get no emails. That's most days. Sometimes I get like three. Uh, so really depends. But sometimes a cool brand comes up in the email. Um, like one of the companies that I worked with recently was Robinhood. And I was like, wow, Robinhood? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it was an agency that reached out to me uh, that was working with Robinhood managing their influencer partnerships. And so we negotiated the deal, got the video done. The thing about working with bigger companies though is that the, the whole process of the video, getting posted and getting paid takes so much longer than these smaller companies. So for example, with Robinhood, I still haven't gotten paid yet. And we started negotiating the deal in January. So it's been almost four months, probably four months. And I posted the video, everything's there, and I'm supposed to receive payment sometime soon. Yeah, there we go. So a uh, similar thing happened with Morning Brew. They just reached out to me, negotiated a deal, and then got a video going for them and checked out on the conversions. They were good, so we went for more. And it was just awesome working with brands that I truly look up to and actually provide value to my audience. Yeah, no, that's too that. I hate to switch the subject, right? But we talked so much about gaining, 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 gaining followers, right? But we were talking a little bit before the pod, and you mentioned something about losing like a ton of money. Like, would you like to elaborate? Like, take that as a good story. So, yeah. So, back before I started TikTok, this is like the newest part of my life. It's just been focusing on this personal brand, Casper Capital, uh, for the past since I was fourteen, freshman in high school. I used to build, the. I used to try so many businesses. I had a YouTube channel. Uh, I tried to resell things on eBay, all that good stuff. Reselling shoes. You guys know the gist, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the first thing that actually worked for me was finding like a mentor and learning from them how to grow Instagram theme pages. So I grew up, I grew these accounts that posted business quotes, business tips, finance related content. And when I was like 14, like I was able to make, to me this was mind-blowing, I made I think $400 in a month teaching wow. people how to grow on Instagram and selling advertisements on my accounts. I would charge like $50 mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay, here's the secret sauce, here's how yeah. I'm growing 1,000 followers a day and I got to 30,000 followers in two months and how you can do it too. And so I would sell those coaching calls, people would buy ads on my account and that was great. Eventually I got scammed out of the account, uh, someone yeah. wanted to buy it took the whole thing, I tried getting it back, no luck, so I had to restart. But right now, it, the account is sitting at like 300,000 followers that I started after, which is still doing pretty good. But throughout that whole journey for doing Instagram like three, four years, I was able to build up a pretty big network of followers. And from that, I was making a decent amount of money from sponsorship, not sponsorships, they're, we call them promos, promotions where brands are just, not brands, just like individuals who reach out to you and they want to buy ads because you have a lot of eyeballs on your content and they just want to put their content in front of them, right? To get followers, sell a product, whatever that is. So from that, I had a partner and we were making like $1,000 to $2,000 on a better month um, together on those accounts, which was cool. Like you're sitting at the lunch table and you're like, you see your phone yeah. light up and you got a $200 payment for like an ad and you're like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. so cool, right? Like, I'm 14. Yeah. So, <laughs> at that point, um, a lot of things happened, some disagreements and yeah. I lost access to an account. Um, don't really want to dive too deep into that mm-hmm. Yeah. because we made amends. But after that, I ended up creating a book I wrote like an 80 page ebook on everything you need to know about growing on Instagram because I had the sauce. I was 
just starting accounts <laughs> yeah. like one after the other. Yeah. And within four, five, six months, hundred k, hundred k, hundred k followers, right? I just had a proven system that was just working. Yeah. So I had about three accounts at that time, four accounts that had a hundred thousand followers, over a hundred thousand followers, and I was like, okay, why not teach people this? Because you always make more money teaching something than you do actually doing it yourself. That's just like a lesson for at least the online world. If you're doing drop shipping or whatever, you're almost always gonna make more money teaching how to do drop shipping if you have like large audience than you are gonna be doing yourself. That's why a lot of people sell courses, right? It's like that's you have leverage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's like a that's a really like interesting, like way you, way you like put it about like leverage. Just the teaching people gives you like more of that power of making money, and then also like, I guess it also would you say it like kind of gives you that feeling of more of like a gratification feeling also as you get to like teach people and maybe like getting feedback yeah and you see the results and yeah, like yeah. Growing, you're like oh my gosh like this is because of me yeah and yeah. you see them grow like 20 30 50 000 followers and you're like i didn't touch that account i just told them what to do and they did yeah, which yeah. Is like it's still it's, it's kind of it's like a very like mind-boggling thing to like think about but it's it's true and it's, it's super cool to super cool to see yeah yeah so with that ebook i made like a funnel for it i created a website um, and I drove traffic to it through my accounts, bought ads on other accounts to push the, the ebook. It was selling like crazy. I was one of the first in the market to sell like a book about how to grow on Instagram. By the end of like my first year doing it, there were about like 12 people selling similar books. So it's all about getting in there first. So I would spend like $40 on an ad. Overnight, I wake up and I have 180 bucks of PayPal payments on my phone. Wow. And I'm like, okay, let's keep going. So I, yeah. like, I would spend 30, make 300. I would spend 50, make 200 back. It was just like a cash machine. So with that, I was able to generate a pretty decent amount of revenue. Revenue wise, I think we did like 30, 37,500 the last time I checked, selling eBooks. Okay. And there was also ad costs in that, so it was net, but I'd, yeah. I'd assume the most I spent on ads was like five grand, so maybe like 30,000 profit, which is awesome. And on top of that, I was still selling ads on my accounts, making an extra one, 2,000 a month with that. I remember the best month selling these eBooks, and I was also doing mentorships where I teach people one-on-one who'd like hop on calls every week and I'd help them build their brand. Across all of the things I was doing to monetize, I think my best month was like, eight or ten thousand dollars net at like 16 years old which Damn. which is that's that's a lot for a 16 year old yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome i remember we were in michigan with my parents like uh, like upper michigan and i was like checking my paypal insights on a business account and i was like oh my gosh this month we did ten thousand eight hundred dollars yeah. revenue i don't know how much was profit probably like 8k 9k right yeah but i'm like i'm literally probably making more than my parents yeah. At yeah. 16, which to me was crazy. But that wasn't long lived. A lot of people came into the market, started spamming ads for these ebooks, basically copying my books almost one to one, which is funny. I don't care. That's how it works. There's no copyright. So yeah. it's just winner takes all. Yeah. yeah. Fight, fire, with fire. Um, that's just like the world of business. Mm. But I was able to save up a lot of money with that. I invested that when the market was roaring back in 2019. Mm. Um, and then at post the COVID crash, like 2021 market was going crazy as well. I was able to make a decent amount investing as well, investing that money. And then came time for crypto to start moving. 
So I got lucky, yeah, and I bought some Bitcoin, like just for fun. I bought like five hundred dollars worth, yeah. then another five hundred dollars worth. It was at like ten thousand for Bitcoin at that time. I see it going up and up and up, like thirty thousand, whatever. Yeah, and I start putting more and more money into, um, like smaller coins, like altcoins, like Ethereum, and even smaller coins. I'm not gonna draw out the story because there's a lot to say about it, but mm -hmm. I went really deep into the crypto world during the 2021-2022 bull run, mm -hmm. and I made I think the best month I had was I made I turned one thousand dollars into forty six thousand dollars in one month, Damn, trading coins, Damn, and then wow. I lost it all the next month. And then I put oh, in crypto for a lot yeah. more money, and yeah. I lost all of that as well. Okay. So my net worth, I used to, I used to calculate it. Now I don't really closely follow it. I used to do so mm. pretty closely. Yeah. It was a massive move in about nine months. I think I lost like eighty-five to ninety percent of my net worth with the crypto crash, because I was so highly leveraged, and yeah. I learned my lesson there. Yeah. yeah. And I never really put my head down. I was never like sad i remember i the most i lost in a day was ten thousand dollars like i saw the number minus ten thousand i was like okay this is a little too far yeah, <laughs> yeah. like th that was like the number that to me was like okay like you you gotta dial it back yeah um, yeah take more safe investing routes i know i'm young so i can take those risks yeah but not that big of a risk right yeah for sure those are like huge risks like losing ten thousand in a day like you don't want to see that yeah. happening like <laughs> Multiple times a week. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's ha good. It's gonna happen to you when you're young, though. Yeah. Especially like when you get older, and then you have all this pressure on you. If you would have made that mistake then, Plus, when you have all these things, you, you have you no need responsibilities to pay for. when you're young. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay for food. Your family's taking care of you. Mm -hmm. So all the money I made was I don't like to buy stuff. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make my money make more money. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Monopoly, real life, but. Exactly. Yeah, dude. That what? That's awesome. That's sick compilation of some awesome stories right but i would imagine we are as well as the audience is probably thinking like okay like what are some things that i can learn now because like you know it's been awesome to like hear everything right but i'm gonna give a specific scenario just because that's probably a little bit easier to, to digest than like general answers from you but like let's say hypothetically right if you were making like a fitness like content count right hypothetically. yeah hypothetically <laughs> okay. right Okay. But I know there's, that's a lot, there's a lot of people that are doing that, right? And there's a lot of people that would like to know some tactics that they can use. Um, what would your advice be to them, whether it be on, like, a tactic level, so more, like, minute details, like, you know, hashtags, comments, cuts, those type of things, or general strategy as well. And I know, just from talking about this, like, you're an incredibly big proponent. On if the video does not have value, then it's not going to do anything. Right, so want to do not chat, but I would like to hear your answer for this, and I would imagine a lot of other people would as well. So there's three things I would take into account. Okay. First thing, easiest thing you can do, if you want to start growing quickly when you have a fresh account, is just copy what's working. See the top liked videos on TikTok, mm. making the same type of content that you want to make. See what they're doing. Take out a notebook. Write down what's their hook. Everyone's hooked. The top 10 videos that have the most likes in the fitness industry, mm. write them down. You could use those hooks or create your own hooks off, off that, but see the patterns. If they have a topic that the video, that videos tend to do well on, or like a structure of the video, like first you show like a picture of you flexing, then it's like, here are tips, and then there's a call to action at the end. 
copy the structure, all you have to do in social media is replicate what's working. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. If something's working, getting lots of likes, do it. So one thing I'd say is replicate what's going viral. Second thing, the way social media works is retention, retention, retention. Mm -hmm. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all these platforms, they all run on the same thing. If you get someone watching the video for longer, the platform will make more money. Mm -hmm. The platform makes more money, they'll reward the creator more by pushing their video out to more people. Because imagine if I make a video, I have two videos, video A and B. Video A gets average watch time of one minute and people watch one ad. But if I make another video that gets an average watch time of eight minutes and then people watch eight ads, YouTube's making so much more money. Yeah. Which one are yeah. they gonna push out more? The one they make more money with, right? So it's about keeping, catching people's attention and keeping it throughout the whole video. And so that comes into the third thing, which helps you do that, which is having quick cuts between everything you say. Don't have pauses in your videos. You know people's attention spans nowadays are terrible. So everything you say, the second you end saying like one word, you have to start saying the next one. Or like you cut it to when you're saying the, starting the next word and have as, at, I tried creating like a framework where you have at least three forms of stimulation where it's audio, like people can hear what you're saying, text where they can like captions, they can read what you're saying and also like a visual background and if you want to do four, if like a, like an audio works with your content, like a song or yeah. music, yeah. people are getting so stimulated, they're going to watch longer. Yeah, if you wanted to put like, a, you know, Subway Surfers Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, what, that's why those pop up on your For You page. It's not because people started doing them. It's because they work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. You mentioned like how, I like how you said like all the different aspects, audio, text, a visual. Mm -hmm. And like also then also things about like retention rates. So there's a lot of like moving factors that are just a lot of like different factors that go into, I mean, building, building a brand or building like a page like that. I want to ask you, like, did it take you a while to kind of get into just to try to like get into that groove and find that rhythm of making videos all with the same structure? Or have you been like using that same structure since like you're very like since like when you very since like your first videos or how long did it kind of take you to get into that groove that you're in now? So I first started studying how the social media algorithms worked. I think it was back in 2018 when I started my first YouTube channel. I was like, what can I do to get monetized? You need 4,000 hours of watch time. Okay, how do I get watch time? Yeah. So then I learned how the actual platform works where it all depends, YouTube depends on click-through rate, meaning how many people click on the thumbnail out of the people who see it. And oh, I'm sure the middle finger there again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and then retention, and there's also a few minor factors. Some people say there's a third factor, but uh, I'd say these are the two most important. And don't count me on this because I haven't been YouTube in a while, but um, it was retention. So it's click-through rate and retention. So if you can get someone to click on your video and watch it for long, the platform will reward you. And I applied what I learned there into Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, every other platform that I've been on on social media, and all of them work the same way. So with every platform and every style of content I, make, I was making, there was like a different style. So it was like a different groove as per your question. Um, with TikTok, it really didn't take me long to get into a groove. Like I had my video style done within like five videos. I was like, okay, hook, here's what we're talking about. And then call to action, the call to action was always the same. 
it had like a quirky, funny, unique like call to action that converted really well. Mm. Uh, where like the industry standard was like per, I think it's like per hundred. No, what was it? It was like about per hundred thousand views, you get one thousand followers in finance niche. That's what it was, at least in my scenario when I was starting. Mm. But my videos would convert like three to four times better, where every three thousand to four thousand views. I would get a thousand followers, and it was because I had like a unique, interesting outro, yeah, um, like a call to action for yeah. people to follow me. Yeah, outcast for capital, for yeah, finance tips. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. I think a lot of people could have just got a ton of value out of that. I know that I've used like your stuff, and it's been awesome. Because the other thing about hearing some someone like you talk is like, look at this board, for example, that you've done so much that automatically what you said just has so much rapport to it. I don't know if I used rapport in the right way there. Um, but it just has, like, you just believe it because you've stacked up so much evidence, and rightfully so, right? But there were some other things I wanted to explore a little bit, like, besides, like, you know, how to grow an account and stuff like that. So you make all this, like, finance content, all this, like, you know, Starbucks, right, refills, all that type of stuff, right? What is one that comes to mind that was the most interesting for you? Like what when, video? Yeah, like when you found that out, you're like, oh, I, I didn't know that. And that's actually really interesting. To me, the one that sticks in my mind most is the Starbucks refill hack, <laughs> where yeah. you can get a free refill at Starbucks. Yeah. So as long as you stay in the store while you fin finish your coffee and you have the Starbucks app, you can go up and they'll give you a free refill on, I practiced this script like a thousand times, <laughs> hot yeah. tea, iced tea, cold brew, uh, hot coffee and iced coffee. So yeah. five things, cold brew, hot coffee, uh, hot tea, iced tea, iced coffee, mm -hmm. which is which is cool. Like no one knows about yeah, that, yeah. right? I mean, I didn't know yeah. about it. And the yeah. video blew Unless up. you follow Cast for Capital. Yeah. And the interesting <laughs> yeah. thing is I posted the first time and it got a million views. And then a few months later I reposted it because that's like a, another strategy you can use if a video goes viral, you can repost it. It used to do better than it does now. I haven't had success with it lately, but I reposted it and it got 4.7 million views the next time. So wow, like, okay. Yeah. This video, wow. people clearly liked. Right? Yeah. And That's... on Facebook, it's gotten like 700,000 views or 600,000. A lot of people seem to like that hack. Yeah. No, I think that's a very, like, it's probably a very, like, relatable hack to people. A lot of people go at yeah. Starbucks, they have their laptop out, they're there for like four hours. Usually, like, before they knew that tip, they were probably buying like maybe two cups of coffee, three cups of coffee. Buy one, save your money, just get it refilled. That's, I think that's really cool, but I want to, I want to, uh, you want to say something awesome yeah, that you yeah, want to yeah. chime in? Yeah, um, so this is something that I was always curious about um, when it comes to an account like this, right? So it'll, it'll all relate in a second, um, but something that, so I was watching a video by Steezy King the other day, and for those of you who don't know, he like, do like lyric pranks and libraries and all that type of stuff, you know, pranks, that type of stuff. Um, but he was pretty much talking about like how he quit all of it um, because he felt like people were say he was in public, someone was like, oh, oh, like, yo, do that, like, thing, do that thing. And that there was this, like, persona attached to it that, like, he didn't feel like was him, right? And that he was being perceived wrongly by people who are just watching him through a screen. Um, so my question for you is, I mean, it's different because you're not doing pranks and everything. You're giving, like, finance tips. Um, but is that something that you've ran into where someone maybe will perceive you differently before they meet you? Not necessarily in the same way that I think you described Steezy Kane. Okay. Um, like for me, I rarely get recognized. Yeah. Um, 
and I kind of like it that way. I want to keep it down, yeah. kind of down low. Like, yeah, I yeah. People to be like, oh, that's Casper. Like, <laughs> I'm living my life, bro. Like, I just make silly TikTok videos. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm like the same person as you, probably just dumber. Um, <laughs> so quote him on that one. Um, but the one thing I do like to do is just keep everything. I made up this goal for myself uh, like about a year ago where mm. if something's good, keep it private. Yeah. Um, so that applied to me in like relationships and like monetary success and like social media success, obviously that's something yeah. you can't really hide. Right? Yeah. 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 But you can try to hide it. Like you, I don't go around like, Hey, by the way, like I run a TikTok. That's like the last. No, right. if you, yeah. If you saw me at the jam session. No, yesterday. I was about. I'm gonna. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm gonna attest to this, right? Casper is the most. He is the epitome of listen rather than talk, and like I truly mean this. I'll just be like looking around, and I'll be talking to someone, and Casper is just always intensely listening. Like that's his thing. And uh, we were talking about this earlier. I'm not gonna repeat it too much, but like the whole like you just gain more from listening. Like obviously you can gain like skills and articulation and stuff like that by talking. But by listening, you can just learn so much about someone. And he, he is the epitome of that, even with all of these big numbers up there. So that is a compliment to you. Thank you, Austin. But continue on with what you're saying. Um, yeah, but what the thing is, I don't want people to perceive me differently because I have a following. I don't want them to think I'm of higher status in any way, which I do see that shift subtly in some people, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still the same person I was, like, a year ago. Like, I just don't have, like silly TikTok videos that happen to gain people's following because they find my tips useful or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's why I try to keep everything on the down low. Like my videos and my following doesn't define me. Mm. I'm the yeah. same guy that I was. And it's what's in here and it's not what's like on, on your phone. Like following yeah. wise. Right? Yeah, it's it's you that's like more important. Like I, I really like that. It lets you like actually make that connection with people. And I like how you said you don't like to you, you never like that. You, that's never something you'll like go up to someone and say, Oh, look, or, or like you'll tell them about your TikTok yeah. page, your Instagram page. You just kind of like tell them about how you just like yourself. And if they don't know, they don't know. You just get to make like another connection. Um, yeah, no, I wanted to add one more thing here. Just an interesting story. It's like the day I met Casper, like we had a gym, gym session or whatever. And me and, a, me and a third were starting our like, um, like fitness page or whatever. I don't, don't want to talk about that too much. Um, but yeah, we're doing that. We're like making content. We're looking for any advice we can get because when you start, that's like the biggest thing you want to have. Um, so like Casper's like helping a third out a lot and everything like that. And um, I, I don't know if, like, I think you like followed us. And then I got the notification and like I hadn't talked to you. I'm like, 400? I'm like, wait, I'm like, whoa. Because like I would just expect someone to like that has all of this going for him to carry themselves like you're not even like in the middle when it comes to it. Like you are incredibly humble. So it's like you're not even not arrogant. You're humble, which is again a great compliment to you. Um, but Isar had a question for you. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna actually ask you a little bit about how like your productivity and like philosophy behind all of this kind of works. You're obviously involved in a lot. You're in a bunch of RSOs here at U of I, or at least in a business route, which I know takes up a lot of your time. Obviously. Uh, running Casper Capital also takes up a lot of your time, and then biggest of all, you're a student as well, which takes up probably the most amount of your time. How does like, like, kind of all that like philosophy and productivity behind it, whether it be RSO, school, Casper Capital, working out, just like things you want to do for fun. How do you like manage your time with that? How do you manage like your mental health with that? Just kind of all of it together, and 
and yeah, just like all that, all that like jumbled up into one. That's a great question, Esau. As, as he sips he's, water, it's gonna be a long answer. <laughs> yeah. He's taking a sip. No, uh, I heard a really good quote about this actually. It was, I don't know who it was from, but everyone has time, but you just have priorities, right? So everyone has time to do things. Elon Musk has twenty four hours in a day. I bet you've heard that a million times. But people just have different priorities. Yeah. So whatever you prioritize is where your time will flow, and so will your energy. So for me, at least at college right now, I got to say that my number one priority is just experiences and memories. Mm-hmm. So like today, I have about like four essays that I need to make up for a class that I was absent for a while for, because um, I was out of town and stuff. So I wrote one essay. Yeah. And then I'm like, I could write a second essay. Or I can go outside and play soccer with my friends, like my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna prioritize the experience, the memories of playing soccer, beautiful weather out there, yeah. as you guys know. Yeah. And if there's anything like a podcast, I could be writing my other essay right now. But I value this podcast more. It's all about where you put your priorities. And for me, I feel like I've seen a lot of money come and go. And to me, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the relationships you build and the memories you make in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. That's you know the, the Avicii song, The Night? By yeah, Nick? dude, that song is yeah. amazing. I resonate with that song yeah. so much. Yeah, R.I.P. Avicii, bro. Yeah. yeah, no. No, that's, like, very refreshing to hear, especially because, like, people could talk about, oh, like, you know, like, money doesn't matter. It's all, like... But to hear it from someone who like has you know like where that that's already filled out and it like ref- still reminding no I know I, I know <laughs> I, I don't know. have a lot of money well a lot when of you it. look at like the average like net worth of a college student yeah. like most of them are in debt you yeah. know what I mean yeah. so but yeah it's very refreshing to hear that and again like everything that we've experienced even before the podcast as well as like through this conversation through your stories has been great and it's a great test great testament to who you are. Um, and yeah, we we were gonna wrap it up here. Yeah, but I just, just I just want to add one more thing. I like I really resonated with the fact that you said like you live for like kind of the experiences. You went out to play soccer today, dude. I should have been studying to like I should have been studying for my physics exam today, but the weather was great, so I went for a walk. Ended up seeing Austin on the quad, and then all of our friends were on the quad. So I yeah, was supposed well. to be studying physics then, but it's like tomorrow's probably gonna be cloudy like it's better that I study tomorrow when it's cloudy inside and go like experience the good weather experience like my best friends out out on the quad just have a good time so I really like I really like I really like what you said about that yeah I want, I want to say one more thing actually um it's been in my mind a lot lately because like we're in college and I want to say this well because I, this can easily come out cringy but I've been thinking a lot because you know you think about degrees you think about Oh, like all these like benchmarks in the future of like where you should be then. And then I'm like thinking about, well, how do I say this? That doesn't sound cringy, but well, like, like, bro, it's like my life, bro. And when I'm on my like deathbed, like looking back at everything, am I really going to be like, damn, like, like, oh, I'm so proud of all that, like corporate stuff and everything like that. And that's no knock on it at all. Right. Like, but I think about like, what am I going to remember? You know? And it's nice, like when you're at college, because I feel like you're able to look deep into the future and when like once your needs start to be like filled out. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot and the deeper that I can see into the future, the more that I enjoy the present. And, like making stories, making experiences, playing spike ball in the quad, playing soccer with your friends. That's when I've really started to appreciate things a lot more. And this semester has been awesome for all the people that I've met. 
Uh, all the people that I've gotten closer with, I've, I met Casper this semester. I've gotten a lot closer with Esau this semester as well. Um, so yeah, no, this this has been a great semester. This has been a great podcast. You got any, you got any final words here, Casper? Final words. If you want to do something in life, just go out and do it. Don't wait. Just yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Don't talk about it. That's yes. the biggest thing. And write a great story for yourself. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and thank you.